0: Hello and welcome to Breaking Late. I'm your host Michael, and joining me again for another week, week by week we go. Is JD? How are you?
1: Great, mate. A very
0: Aussie, true blue Aussie weekend. It was, it was. a great weekend um, for Australians and therefore the world.
1: Yes. It, uh, well, we're all happy with uh, the outcome of the, well, the two major races across the world over the weekend. Three major races. Well, there were the
0: European the U- Renault Euro Cup. Yep. The Monaco Grand Prix and the Indy 500, three races that we talk about in depth every episode. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but we'll hey, jump
1: on the bandwagon this weekend. We what, might as well. What an effort from Will Power again to sort of get a bit of that. Um, uh, what would you say? It, he he he's still been good since he won the championship in 2014, but it's it's rekindled that sort mm. of hype around him Back again. Back to him, like yeah. You know,
0: as an Australian that doesn't really follow too much IndyCar
1: or look for the news, it's like, oh, he's back in the headlines again. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So good, good work over there. Um, really iconic race. It, uh, we probably don't have to explain to anyone around the world, but yeah, we got, it got enough
0: to understand that the Indy 500 is huge. It also, is massive. It's big enough that Alonso gave up Monaco Grand Prix to go race it.
1: Oh, exactly, exactly. It is one of the probably top three races in the world. So mm. there you go.
0: Did you notice that because Will Davison went over to Indy 500 to support his cousin, um, I really should know his name, but someone, Davison. And then all of a sudden there's photos on the SuperCup website and Twitter and that of Will Davison with Will Power all you. in their gear in the victory lane and stuff. You're like, oh, I see. You jumped ship because your cousin had a, I think he had a crash or something early on in the race. Yeah, okay. okay. And yeah, and jumped over and Rihanna went over there too. She hadn't been to Indy 500 before.
1: Was McLaughlin and his missus went over as well? Did they? I'm pretty sure they were going over to watch it as well. Uh, I think so. Yeah, they were going over with Andretti. Wait,
0: isn't Will Power Penske?
1: I don't know, to be honest. I absolutely don't know. Should probably check that.
0: All right, just done some Googling on um, Will Power, which JD just said there. um,
1: has the best
0: name and the name that's always going to make it in the sport because he... Has willpower. He does, he does. Anyway, that's a horrible joke. Yes, um, he does still drive for Team Penske. There you go. And just on the... I've actually, this is the first time I've been to TeamPenske.com. You go to Drivers and look right down the bottom. Scotty McLaughlin.
1: And Fabs. And Fabs, yeah. There
0: you go. Got a few drivers under their belt.
1: Oh yeah, some big they, names NASCAR,
0: there. NASCAR, IndyCar, Supercar, other cars. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, they got some. They've, he's got some of the best drivers in the world as well. When you look through their their driver list, you got Kuzak. Well, how do you say it, K- <laughs> Yeah,
0: yes, you can you can do that. I'm horrible <laughs> at it, but uh, either way, you know, Montoya, yeah, some big names, definitely in there. big names. So we should have seen Scotty, but they got a Chevy badge on him.
1: Yeah, well, that's what he drives for over there.
0: But I thought Penske's all tied up with Ford.
1: They're, I think they're NASCARs. One, oh, NASCARs, but,
0: yeah. Ford, IndyCars, Chevys. Yeah. All right. Well, that's 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 as much as we can touch on NASCAR. Uh, not NASCAR. or NASCAR too, but Indy, because we do not know anything about it. So, we also got to quickly touch on Alex Peroni? Peroni, yep.
1: Like the drink? I think, yeah, yeah, that's built the same, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, um, nice beer, that.
0: 18-year-old <laughs> Tasmanian. That's not a bad little effort. Actually, you know what? Thomas Maxwell did actually quite well in Monaco as well.
1: Yeah, he was in the top 10, I think, in both the races over the weekend. I think he got 10th and an 8th, and uh, really good effort. Just Sort of had a bad, unlucky qualifying session with some uh, red flags and whatnot. Anyway, didn't get the most out of the car. Felt he had more pace and knew he could move forward in the race, and... In a place you cannot move forward, mm. he did. So, yeah, excellent effort from them. That was a really, really strong weekend for the Australians and Formula Renault.
0: But yeah, it's the Monaco is just a great, you know, track to perform at because it's one of those ones that is regarded so highly around the world that if you can go, I have a Monaco win, it's always oh, absolutely. It puts you on the map than a Monaco DNF.
1: It puts you on the map, doesn't it? Mm. It, it really does. It's so this some of the best drivers have all um, obviously shown their their how good they are at Monaco. Um, so it, it's a good place to stand out. Um, and you've got all the Formula 1 teams there. Obviously, all the Renault teams are also there with the, the, the Renault Cup. But it is a, a really good place to stand out. And plus, you're going to get all that extra coverage.
0: Yeah, it is. It's great. And, you know, he did a great job. Um, according to the Pertec poll, Daniel Ricciardo's win is the best. Not by much, though. Forty eight point five one per cent compared to Willpower's Indy five hundred victory, which is forty seven point two one per cent. Which I think you find that's pretty much coming down to us Australians and our ignorance to American racing.
1: Yeah, I agree, I agree. I think that um like we were talking pre show, Daniel's Ricardo's win with me or with myself, uh has a a, a really great um, sort of payback for 2016. You know, he he had problems in the race, drove around it to, to have a actually solid win. Uh, that's why I, I would sort of go with Daniel. But also you've got this amazing drive from willpower, and one of the Who's hardest the first races. First
0: Australian to win the race.
1: Yeah, and one of the hardest races in the world to win. Do you know what's with the milk? It's it's been tradition. Yes. That's, That's what one drivers very, want as soon time. as they get out of the car. They, uh, yeah, I can't imagine. Here's a taste. couple of
0: litres of milk to get into you.
1: Yeah. The, if, if you actually watched a lot of the videos, they, didn't tend they don't tend to drink very much, much. milk.
0: That milk gets sprayed around.
1: Yeah, that milk gets poured everywhere. So it's uh, probably not the, the, the best to, uh, clean up afterwards. Get out the hose. No, you'd get out of your race suit. <laughs> anyway. So should we jump into...
0: Well... We don't have to jump into qualifying straight away because they're saying, we, I want to talk about what's happened in Q3. Okay. Right towards, was
1: yeah, was it towards the end? Q3 or P3? p sorry, P3. 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 Yeah. yeah, yes. I, I, I'm I, allowed to make sense. I now know what you're talking about.
0: Yep. I called that was going to happen. I thought it was actually going to happen on
1: the Sunday, not the Saturday. Yes. um, I think we all had the same sort of feeling that it was going to happen it was around that definitely area. definitely going to
0: happen and it was happening around the swimming
1: pool chicane and it did. So what is this? I think it's three Monacos in a row that Max has been involved in. That's three crashes that he's had. And that's a complete and utter repeat of the one that he had in 2017.
0: Yeah, I think it was in a carbon copy. Yeah,
1: in absolute repeat. Clip that inside uh, corner and break the steering arm, plow into the wall. I
0: felt pretty confident last week when I was like, that's where he's going to crash and that's where he's going to end up. And it's going to be during the race. And then to watch it happen in qualified uh, practice. I was like, damn, I don't think this- lightning doesn't strike twice. Yeah, well, it's... Uh, it strikes bloody close to twice, <laughs> but it doesn't, not
1: in the, not in the days that I needed. It's absolutely uncanny watching the replays side by side. You can barely pick the difference other than one's it's got a halo. Dip- oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's absolutely crazy that he had the exact same mistake. Not Not to take anything away from him. A lot of people were brushing... That barrier I, on the inside, he, I think Ricardo touched it, but he yep. touched
0: it enough not to break it,
1: yep, so it it's not uncommon to to touch that barrier with the front right, but he obviously took a little bit more. he was a little bit unsighted when he came around a Renault um, and yeah obviously paid Can't the price blame that that's him because he he didn't end up making qualifying because no, of that fault that was the big thing
0: because we watched this route to dinner that night. We were. I think we were watching it on Maybe, maybe
1: for someone's birthday yeah, it was or two birthdays. Yeah, A couple of birthdays over the weekend. I don't know whose. don't know. <laughs> Let's just say that
0: whiteboard. <laughs> two presenters. Like, I got the whiteboard, guys. The <laughs> whiteboard's here. Yeah. It'll go up next week. So. I mean, not that you guys really care where it goes up, <laughs> but, you know, we'll
1: have answers to who's in the lead of the points <laughs> next so. week. So, yeah, we, um, it was actually, uh, obviously, Michael that sits beside me that right now, it's his birthday over the weekend, and it was the other <laughs> presenter that stands in for me every now and then, yeah, and yeah, does a cameo. Yeah, my uh,
0: co-presenter.
1: Mitch. So, uh, happy birthday, to everybody. Yep. Enjoy the whiteboard. We're all old now. We are. Yeah, uh, I'll old. join you pretty soon.
0: All <laughs> in our 30s. What are we going to do, mate? <laughs> what are we going to do? Anyway, last episode, last year... On our birthday episode, it was our 30th. Our 30th episode, 30th birthday. This year, it's our 60th episode, not 60th birthday, which <laughs> is fantastic. That's good. I feel like I'm 60. We have been working out in the sun a lot lately. There you go. Now, so Max did
1: not make quality. Big, big change to the whole layout of the whole weekend, basically. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah, so... At Monaco, it is a qualifying dependent track, mm-hmm. as you could see by Red Bull bringing only one set of super softs and one set of um, what's the other Hypers- one? Hypersoft. The no, 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 um, no. It's what's the the
0: hi- hypersoft was the pink.
1: Yeah, what's the one in between super soft? Ultra soft. Ultra soft. So they only brought one super soft, one ultra soft, and the rest of their tires were all hypersofts. So they didn't run a super soft or an ultra at all in practice. They run hypersofts from the word go through to the race start. And okay. when Daniel put those tires on after his pit stop, he they're honestly, the Red Bull didn't know how they were going to warm up or what was going to go on there. Really? Yeah, yep. they hadn't
0: been on them. Exactly. Did so, you see Pirelli got told they got to fix their namings? The I tires. don't agree with this. I do not agree with this. It's we have a a big th- thing about name the tyres. Like, it's not, you know, it's confusing about it. Like, that we're dealing with super soft, ultra soft, hyper soft. And really, the teams just call it option and prime. Yeah. Yeah. You still got your hard,
1: mediums, and softs. Just, oh. you can call them anything you want when you only got three. I suppose but, they do that to help. Uh, team radio and stuff like that, so there's no confusion. Oh, I don't understand yeah, that, yeah. but then do you think we should just like go? Oh, he's going gone to the primes. Mm, I still like calling them by what they are. To be honest, I really like that because you can look through the whole field. Now we've got three options. It's a bit harder with a, just a prime and a and a an you know option. an option yep. tie. You've got a prime and a.
0: But uh, also, I also guess with three tires, I yeah, guess you <laughs> wouldn't know. What the prime and the option is, because some teams are going like we're not even going to touch that third tire.
1: Well, exactly. Some race meetings we look at; they don't. Some teams don't even ex- like take any of the harder compound. Yeah. So, but yeah, that that shows anyway. Going back to the point, it yeah. shows how much qualifying is a a race winning thing in Monaco. So if you can lead to the first corner and you don't have a car that chews up tires, you can win that race and that's what they did they proof. they knew they knew they knew what they were doing they ironed the car out to, on those uh hypersofts they got the qualifying set up perfect and daniel Ricciardo just had the the weekend of his life didn't he
0: mate if daniel Ricciardo got a little trophy for every time he set a like lap record
1: oh yeah he'd he, be going home with a million of them yeah, this weekend yeah
0: from thursday all the way through to lap 28 when his
1: battery died <laughs> <laughs> yes yes it, uh, yeah i agree it's um. Well, he he was fastest in every session of the weekend, so mm. that tells you how dominant a weekend he had. Was he fastest in the race? Unfortunately, he the he was not the fastest lap of the race. Max Verstappen was the fastest lap of the race. Yeah. Um. Uh, but that's obviously because of what happened in the race with Daniel's car.
0: Well, in the qualifying, do you have apart from Max not taking place? Was there much?
1: Um. There was another sh- solid showing by uh. Leclerc. Leclerc did a really good job. He got through in a 2 which is really good for the Saubers around that track, which is a pretty um downforce dependent track. And I don't really think his car has the the downforce that The more he's punching above his Charles weight.
0: Charles Leclerc drives around, the more I'm I am um, on the impression that Marcus Ericsson is on the way out.
1: Yeah, so Ericsson actually has a lot of money. Um, 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 yeah, there's a lot of money coming to the team through Ericsson. Yeah, you which can't is. Can't th- your
0: biggest sponsor, can you?
1: Yeah, so which is really hard for the team, I guess. They're in that awkward position. They can't afford to lose him. Um, obviously, with uh Romeo coming on board, maybe that's given him a bit more strength, and maybe is next that- year he might be gone. Is that.
0: Like did Alpha come
1: on board because Leclerc
0: is a Ferrari-backed driver and Alpha is owned by Ferrari?
1: Possibly, possibly. I don't. I'm not sure. There was a big um push for a while now to get uh, a, th- a like third, a yeah, Toro Rosso, but yeah, little Ferrari. And what do they call themselves little horse. There's a lot of hype around Charles as well. He's oh yeah,
0: and a lot of people saying it's it's genuine and it's
1: justified. Yeah, well, you've got people like Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton coming out and saying how good a job he's already doing and that they don't believe that car should be anywhere near how far it is up the field each qualifying session. And he's actually doing a pretty good job in the races as well. So it's it's been a pretty good showing for him.
0: Do you have anything else you want to touch on in qualifying?
1: Oh, well, other than the Mag- uh, Kevin Magnussen uh, not even making it out of Q1 was a bit of a um, surprise well, do- to me.
0: They just didn't have any pace
1: with them. No, the Hasses were hopeless this weekend, and same with the Williams. So Lance Stroll got outperformed, and he no seems really—he
0: sounds over it on the radios.
1: Oh yeah, he's getting angry, which he's got a lot of passion in his voice now when he's um, talking over the radio, and it's—it's it's hard to watch how far Williams has fallen. They really, really need to get some pa- like a package onto that car. That they need to. They can sort of be halfway competitive at the moment they're just shocking they've been nowhere for a couple of years and they it's been a downward slope unfortunately yeah. they've not been good i, I expect everyone else them to is
0: improving up. each year and williams is going back
1: yeah so i expected them to go up when they um they they obviously got a lot of stroll money yep uh expected that to help with the engineering side of it maybe get some more engineers on board they and what not
0: russian money too
1: yep but maybe they're pouring it into next year's car. You never know. Maybe they're trying to, trying to work out a way to to uh, get back up the grid again next year. Maybe.
0: All right. Well, yeah. Basically, the rest of it was a Daniel Ricciardo show.
1: It was. It was. Uh, each session he was fastest in um Q one, Q two, Q three. One ten eight, uh, point
0: eight one.
1: Yeah, he was the only man in the tenth.
0: And I sent you the message like, wow, like that. Like yep. go chase that, boys. When he sent that lap time down, then everyone else went out again for a second lap, uh, have another crack at it. And I, I pretty sure I'm pretty sure I sent you a message like, I just want Ricardo to go out there and just set a faster lap, just be like, you can't yeah, chase him. him down. Yeah, but I, he didn't. He didn't. He got close. Um, yeah, it was bugger all in it. I think yeah. it was only point
1: a uh, couple of thousand. Think, uh, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, either down to hundreds or thousands. So. Yeah, it was it was pretty close to the exactly the same lap, so he obviously got a lot out of the car and got it nearly perfect.
0: Well, we might as well jump into the race. Why not? Why not? Why not? Anyway, lights out and Ricardo got away.
1: Yeah, pretty much what one says as well. <laughs> Clean start, Hartley damage. Yeah, so what did... did uh, he, he just had it coming together with another car, damaged his nose... A little bit managed to push through the rest of the race, but he lost a lot of time overall. Lost a lot of rear wing too towards yeah. the end of the race. <laughs> yeah, a, a lot, of, a lot of rear wing. I don't know what lap that was, but seventy-two. There you go. Yes, it was. Um, that was that was a big incident. We'll get to that. But
0: Max and the big moves from the start, like he was on a mission from the get-go. He passed two two cars before turn one.
1: Yeah, so Max was the big mover at the start. Everyone else was in a bit of a procession but he definitely pushed three.
0: Have you seen the YouTube video that Formula One's put up of Max's great passes? Every time he passes a car, it goes, dling. Oh, uh, does it? Yeah, I was like, you've Americanized this. And it's like big, like, oh, this position, up one. Yeah. Then I was like, ah, oh. I mean, I understand, you know, it's great. He showed that you can pass on a track if you're in a car that should be at the front of the grid and you're in the back. Um, but... It was a good little video, eh? It's just a little bit over-Americanized with the amount of um, flashing lights and sound yeah. effects and stuff. Um,
1: I'm not against that, but they they need to appeal to a bigger As long as you don't audience. do it during the race. Yeah, they need to appeal to different audiences and that, and I get that. Now, I've got Sorokin's penalty a bit harsh. What did, what was your thoughts? Just recap my mind on what he can't did. I can't remember at all. I was hoping you would jump straight in there. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorokin got a 10-second penalty bit harsh, or you think... it Sorry, it, and I should rephrase that. It was not just a 10-second penalty. It was a 10-second stop-and-go stop and go penalty. So they can't work on the car at all in that stop-go penalty. That means he has to do a whole lap of the pit lane and not get any work done to the car.
0: Now, I believe this was because of mechanics still on the grid after the three-minute warning. They're putting tyres on it.
1: Okay. You're so making what, gestures. I'm not <laughs> right. Was I right or wrong? You were
0: close. I was close, good enough. That's, so that's all I aim there
1: for. is a so the the mechanics are still allowed to be out there, but they all the tires, oh, the tires have to tires be out in be the fitted. car. Now what happened with Sorokin's car is they went to put the tires on and one of the nuts cross threaded. They didn't have a spare nut with them or sorry, they had spare nuts with them, but not the tool to remove the nut from the wheel. Yep. So a mechanic Hastily sprinted into pit lane, got the tool, sprinted back out there, but had just gone under the time limit that was allowed, and they had to bash the nut out, put the new nut on, and then do the wheel up.
0: What are you going to do if that if that goes? Can you go? Ah, oh, look, we want to. We elect to start from pit lane. Can you do that?
1: Well, yeah, I guess they probably didn't want to because he was starting a long way up. I guess they were hoping they'd get some leniency, and it it isn't really harsh ruling. I think. I think you know, ten second penalty was enough. Yeah, I understand sure why.
0: It's a safety thing. We can't have mechanics because you can't be like, no, I understand. Look, you're cross-threaded. You didn't intentionally do it, but then all of a sudden you're gonna have other people sort of playing the long game of like, oh, it's cross-threaded. And while we're at it, we're
1: changing tires because we know what other people are on. Or you know, oh yeah, and I agree with you. I, I I understand why it happened. I just it feels harsh, but I understand it was why harsh. It is.
0: And he did qualify quite well. He qualified up the grid, fourteenth um,
1: or. 17th, sorry.
0: No. No, that's the race results. Uh, sorry. um sorry. Qualifying, where was he? he uh, 13th. So 13th he did a three, really yeah. good job in qualifying. But yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, I understand
1: why it's black and white. The ruling is probably black and white. Like, it's probably no interpretation at all on the ruling. So I understand why it is. But it is, it just, it put a bit of a dampener on the style of race for a young up and coming, um, Driver, driver who yeah.
0: there was like a lot of the younger drivers actually were doing great like
1: well it's Gazley, Seasley, home Hartley, race
0: too. Leclerc all were doing some of their best driving this season. Yep. yep. So they're all their home races. <laughs> <laughs> they all live in Monaco. It's yeah. like every Formula 1 driver is like this is my home race.
1: Well, yeah, and exactly, you watch the pre-race and all that and pretty much all of them are saying, well, it's it's special to be here because this is where I live. Mm. Even Hamilton was rating it sort of he didn't. He says it Does in a Patel bit of a code still way.
0: Live? I no, I don't Patel, think Patel lives there. No, Patel would live in like Switzerland, up in the mountains, away from everyone, or in the Alps in Germany.
1: Yeah, I don't. I think he's a bit more um he I like, like, I to like be Patel on that behalf. Like that. Well, no social media. He's not into promoting himself in between races and stuff like that. It's very much about work. Mm. Do and his work and turn up and do his, his family.
0: His job. He doesn't need to like class
1: that all over the internet. And. This could be controversial, but I did say something to Jess over the weekend. I was like, so you look at Dona Ricardo he turns up to a race weekend. He's got like 20 of his mates from Perth there at, yeah. at Monaco. He's got his family there. So the only people that I've ever seen turn up to, uh, Lewis Hamilton's weekends other than his brother and his mother and his father. The pussycat, the dolls, the rappers. And yeah. They're always big name. Like, um, celebrities, essentially. Yeah, but that doesn't
0: up. surprise me. Like Ricardo bringing all his
1: mates over. Yeah, it's just very different, isn't it? It's like the the different company they bring is it's quite funny.
0: Did you see Ricardo having a teaching Gasly how to play football? I know this is completely off topic, but <laughs> no, I didn't catch
1: it. You, yeah. So there
0: was a the video. I think Gasly put it up. Gasly or Toro Rosso put it up on their Twitter, and yeah, Ricardo teaching. Gasly had a handball, and I think in the end it's, they had to stop because Gasly almost broke his wrist trying to smack that ball. Turns out people don't realize how heavy an AFL football is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's only a
0: four-piece leather ball, you know.
1: Well, you definitely don't want to keep, kick them le- uh, the leather ball with a bare foot if you've not conditioned the top of your foot much. Yeah, it needs <laughs> to be like... <laughs> Your foot needs to be leather. Yeah, it is quite honestly when you're a kid and you first start doing it, Oh, and if
0: you miss kick it and you hit on the end of the toe and you basically (laughs) break your toe, it's great. Anyway, let's back to the racing. So we've had Williams got a 10-second stop and go. That was a huge penalty. The stop and go was... Do you reckon there should have just been a 15-second hold at the end of the pit?
1: Yeah, it's... Look, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? The rules it? say 10 seconds, stop and go. Yeah.
0: You don't see stop and go penalties that much anymore. No, they're normally they just they time penalties. They in, in V8 supercars too. Yeah. I oh, agree. you got a 10 second stop and go. Well, you've got a stop and go. And I think we should bring back a few of the stop and goes in
1: Yeah. Um, supercars. Look, drive throughs tend to penalize everyone pretty hard anyway. Uh, there are a few. It's It's such a hard one. It's like, once again, you can't take it case by case kind of needs to be you either did you did this crime this is your time situation otherwise it's going to be so in, much inconsistencies out there mm. for oh well you didn't really mean to do it or oh okay well you only knocked him off the track but he only lost one position so it's okay or yeah. you know yeah, what I, I, mean?
0: I guess you go how much more is the 10 second stop and go was like well it's probably about 12 seconds added on to a drive through
1: yeah yep so it's
0: that A 10-second stop and go would kill your race.
1: Plus with supercars, our pit lane speed limiter at 40 it's kilometers an ridiculously hour... ridiculously slow. Yeah, it's very slow already. And it's, you know, majority of the time, you're doing like a 20-second pit lane drive. Transit, yeah. yeah transit time. Then this,
0: to add on an extra stop. All right. Well, what's your next things? I've got Max well, Big Moves, and then okay. I've got Ricardo's engine.
1: Okay, so we've, we've obviously got... Um, Hamilton come in t- was the first of the main runners to do a pit stop and do the undercut.
0: Yeah, he pitted like lap nine or very yeah, early. Yeah, I think
1: it, yeah it was maybe before eleven. Mm. I think that's when Daniel come in, wasn't it?
0: Uh, I think Ricardo pitted lap seventeen.
1: Oh uh, maybe Vettel come in in like fifteen or something. I don't know. I can't remember. Maybe maybe it was Hamilton that Doesn't pitted. Doesn't matter. Him, but anyway. They, paid, uh, Hamilton. They pulled up Hamilton in, and he did the undercut. It was a great um, little ploy from the car that had been sort of underperforming all weekend. He was probably driving above the what where the car, car should have been. Should have been, yeah, because obviously we could see um, Bottas in all the sessions had been sort of a fair way off. You know, most of them he'd been a few tenths to maybe half a tenth or more. So um, Ham was probably doing the, the you know above and beyond to get that car up the grid where it was. So they pulled him in to try and get the other guys and get some fresh tyres on so he could punch out some quick laps and hopefully Daniel and and Vettel would pit and and be obviously undercut um, by him. But it didn't work. The tyres did not come up to temperature straight away so he lost lap time instantly. Uh, And Daniel's tyres, I think he could have kept going and going and going on them because even when he pitted, he did did the fastest lap of the race, the lap before he pitted. So, um... (laughs) Oh, so the fastest lap of the race so far, the lap before he pitted. So the the pace was still there in the tires, so the, the undercut really didn't work. There was no, no deterioration they just in sort their of lap dropped times. Him back
0: and Hamilton really didn't seem super happy on the radios.
1: No, so then he was um had dramas for the rest of the race trying to look after the tires enough with the blistering that the Mercedes has been getting uh all the weekend at Monaco. He? Yes. Just,
0: just tired dramas. Yeah. Just tire dramas. Ricardo drummers. had to look after a engine that was about to blow up and a battery pack that wasn't working.
1: Well, then we had Vettel uh, try to undercut Ricardo. Ricardo just pitted the next lap to cover him off yep. with a three second lead. Easy covered him off.
0: He come out in front of everyone. He yeah. come out in front of um, Raikkonen.
1: So um, then we obviously had a bit of a gap where everything sort of normalised a little about bit.
0: About nine laps.
1: Yeah, we got up to lap twenty eight. Yep. Yeah. Um and then, and then my heart almost broke. Yes, yeah, same here. I, I think every Australian uh that was watching very late <laughs> by that stage, I think it was nearly midnight, probably a little bit earlier. Yeah, probably 11, about quarter to Yeah, eleven o'clock after that. Um anyway. He uh he come over the radio with the uh, I've got the no power bad message of I'm losing power.
0: I thought that was full engine, like everything.
1: Yeah, it, it instantly I I went to the worst as well. I thought it was going to be a turbo failure
0: because we, like Alonso, only a couple laps later had to like he had a gearbox failure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I thought,
0: oh no, don't don't all dust fall out.
1: Um, now this started a bit of a a panic station sort of thing at Red Bull they're going through all the data trying to work out what's going on. You were telling me
0: something interesting just before.
1: Yes, uh about
0: the what the um what the engineers were actually saying.
1: Uh so there was so much talk going on at Red Bull that uh about what they're going to do with Daniel's car. Uh the engineers basically come across to the the, well, the 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 back room engineers come across to the main engineers and said we've got to retire the car, it's not safe to continue running. We could cause damage to the um, internal combustion engine, how and how much
0: that would have changed the weekend if they followed that call.
1: Yeah. So Christian Hornell was the one that made the call and told them, "No, they can all bugger off. I don't care if the motor blows up. We're giving him the chance to win this race." Good call. Daniel went on and drove one of the races of people comparing his life. it to Schumacher. Yeah. Well, so to put it into context for everyone, Daniel, uh, so the, the Formula One car has eight speeds. Normally eight gears forward gears. Normally Monaco. Yeah. Fair enough. We don't use eighth gear in Monaco. Um, Probably basically no drivers do. Six. They use seven gears in Monaco. Um, How and often do you
0: reckon they use that seventh gear?
1: Uh, just that uh, coming through the tunnel. Yeah. That's, uh, I think the only place seventh gets pulled and that's where he was pretty vulnerable.
0: I thought it was the back section of the track that Vettel always seemed to make a lot of gain, but I guess that's because he's got the flow in from that middle sector. Yeah,
1: so he'll he'll catch him coming through the tunnel, and then he'll gain on him the rest of the way. And it's the main straight, so Daniel was using all his energy that he could harvest through his NGU-H. Uh and to get the the batteries charged up as much as he could. That's why you could see the flashing light on the back of his car when he was accelerating yeah, because he was actually trying to store energy when he was accelerating out of corners so that he could use it at the end of the straight, but when the car starts to run out of power um, because he didn't so have any energy. So much you got to think about as yeah. a driver. Like, yep.
0: where are you going you know, to generate energy? Where can you use that energy?
1: Yep, and where are you most vulnerable? Mm. So he was using all of his energy pretty much on that back straight, it's not really a straight in Monaco, but the the straightest we know, thing we could call a straight. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, and uh, deploying it all there to try and make sure that uh, Vettel didn't get him. He was still 20-odd kilometers down in the speed traps to Vettel. drastically down.
0: But then so, he still managed to... Every now and then he'd pull a gap.
1: He I did because he, he was driving have, like, so well and his tyres... So the Red Bull, after all the weekend's good setup, the amount of downforce they had and whatnot, he could look after his tyres. Now... Seb pushed up to the back of Daniel and was trying to pass him, but could have a couple of times and it blistered his tires. Like you wouldn't, well not blistered, sorry, blistered's the wrong word. It, um, feathered his tires up and he got all that marbling on the, on the tire surface. And, and that was, that was sort of it. And then once that started to happen, he couldn't get rid of it and his times were way down. Mm-hmm. So Daniel was losing about two seconds a lap with his problem. If not, maybe more Christian Horner said two and a half seconds, uh, a few of the other xf1 drivers are saying it's probably more than that. Yeah. Daniel Ricardo was um nice enough to say it was probably only a second a lap or more. Um but yeah, they're all saying that's a drastic underestimate. So and he Ricardo pretty much said he could have just cried. Yeah, he well he's ready to power. give up and yep. and um but he he kept on trucking and and managed to somehow drive around the problem
0: for like 50 laps
1: so what needs uh, people probably don't understand the fact that so daniel doesn't have his energy that he's meant to be storing off the rear axle basically what is what it is is it's the braking energy that they use for the rear now when they put that part in a formula 1 is that
0: car
1: about 20% i think i think it may be more for the energy but When they put that bit in the Formula One car, when they design that, they actually design the brakes to be smaller because they don't need the brakes to be bigger than than what they are because they've got that energy recovery system which actually brakes the car. Now, you lose that, all of a sudden the rear brakes are overheating like you wouldn't believe. Mm. So, what does Daniel have to do? He has to move the brake bias drastically forward so that he's using more of the front brake. But what does that end up doing? It overheats all the tires. It's yeah. overheating the fronts because you moved it forward, and it's overheating the rears because the the basically it's not pulling any of the um, the braking strain out with the energy recovery system. It's all on the brake discs, which are in the wheels, which is overheating the wheels. And you're it's dro- just a
0: vicious cycle that you get stuck in.
1: You're obviously pushing your engine harder because you're trying to get more out of the internal combustion engine than you were before. So all of these things were. Like, they're all adding up. And Daniel, the team said they basically left left him alone. Yeah, they, well,
0: they come on the radio three laps to go. He's like, all right, three laps is like, yeah, I can do this. Yeah, but, I got it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's exactly right. So the team basically have been pretty honest about it. They said we sort of told him what the problem was. He sort of changed things in the car to suit. We tried to help him a little bit, but he pretty much did everything himself.
0: Yeah, well, you can only hear on the radio how much they were like to the team. Like, well done, Ricardo, You've done this. You know, I don't know how you've done this. It just really, when those calls came across the radio towards the end of the race, well, or at the end of the race, it really made me understand a bit more how much of the issue that he was in. Because oh, he's earth. like, oh, I'm down in power, and then proceeds to drive 50 laps and holds off for tell. Yeah. Finishing, you know, what, seven seconds ahead of him. You're like, "Were you down on power.
1: Yeah, and I was exactly the same. I'm like, is this a bit of a joke? Like, is he just playing with them all? Yeah. Or? Um, but he was like, it
0: was when he had the main issue at the start, he was nine seconds off his qualifying pace. I know you're never going to be a qualifying pace, but you shouldn't be nine seconds off of it. No, no, that's exactly right. The next good fights that we had was Max Verstappen and Carlos Saints. They went on for a couple of laps. What's your take on that? Because the first one... Carlos Sainz sort of takes evasive action and then sort of scoots off straight down the chicane. This is one coming out of the tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, is it like the next lap
1: or two laps I later? think it was exactly the next lap. The yeah. next
0: lap, Max makes the move again.
1: Goes the outside this time. Yeah,
0: so do you th- did Max make enough effort? Obviously, he did, according to the FIA. But did he make enough effort to get back onto the racing line? Because he cut that chicane. He went on the inside of the kerb. Yeah. Over the chicane to get the pass done.
1: I think he did. I think he did. I don't think he gained any time by cutting the inside of the kerb. He, he obviously gained a bit by outbreaking himself and not being able to keep it on track. So I think it was probably line ball with the FIA saying what they did. At least he, you can see in the car that he actually try, He yeah. could have easily gone, oh, well, i not going to
0: bother trying to turn the left. Cut around the island. Track. I'm just yeah. going to go around the island. But he actually hit that yellow bit of the kerb, Yeah, which slows you down so much.
1: Yeah. Um what was your thoughts on the Carlos Sainz one because the, the commentators had quite a strong view of this
0: they, they they were like he has to give that position back straight up.
1: Yeah, and uh, see I was probably of the other opinion. I think that he he went around it and I don't reckon he w- Well, and I uh, no so like when Carlos Sainz went past so Max got up the inside of him. They got to the the first sort of left-hander part. Yeah, yeah. And
0: Max m- went through the chicane and Carlos straight yeah. Oh, yeah,
1: Straight, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And they were very much of the opinion that Carlos should give the position back. But I almost feel that it's kind of hard when it kind of looked like he was going to be run out of space there. I think he, yeah, he, he made an ev- evasive decision like, well, we're going to come together here. If I go for that apex, Max is going to hit me. Yeah, we I'm can't going around both
0: it. fit through that tight right hander, uh, yeah. left hander, yeah. to yeah. be there. I think, yeah. The issue that I think the commentators would have picked up on is the fact that he sort of still accelerated out of the corner and he did yeah, pull a gap. Yeah, a bit of time. Yep, yeah, I agree. If he sort of held off and let Max join him right on the rear bumper, you would have been like, "All right, that's we'll call that fair." From where you've come through, because the pass wasn't successfully pulled off. So you, either yeah. way, you could give Carlos the position to be in front because he was in front before the incidents happened. Yeah, but. Like, like it happened What the next lap later. It doesn't matter. He got passed. Yeah. Well, it was but like, I think they sort of blew it up a bit of, he has to give that position back. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. the team, the Red Bull team was pretty um, on to Max going, next pass has to be clean, mate.
1: Yeah. So that was hard to tell. Were they talking about that? Or were they, they just said, keep the cut passes clean. Were they referring I, to that?
0: I think it was. I've watched like the best... Re- Best radio bits or whatever on YouTube that Formula One put up, and yeah, I do think it was because it come I, a long time afterwards. It come yeah, but 10 when you watch more, that extra that video, it sort of plays straight after the Carlos Saint's bit.
1: Yeah, but it it didn't actually come for ten laps uh, after, yeah. which made me worry think more. It's about how he was approaching the next bit. Well, the way I
0: uh, envision it from the YouTube videos that I've watched, I think it was from that. Yeah. There's more the team like, look, we sort of got away with that bit with Charlie Whiting going Well, it could
1: have been, yeah, a hundred percent. It could have been um sorry. It could have been the fact that Charlie's come through and said We'll let that one slide, do it again though, drive through. Yeah. Or yeah. five no, seconds. I'm pretty penalty. sure that's exactly why the team would have
0: been like, You need to keep this um keep this straight. our time, man, the clerk. Yeah. Looking at your notes and my notes, pretty similar, mate. <laughs> no breaks. Yeah, no breaks.
1: Yeah, wow, that was a big crash too.
0: That'd be scary coming out of that tunnel.
1: So Hartley's Hartley and Leckie had a big coming together, um, out of the tunnel, higher speed part of the track.
0: And Hartley just been told by the team, Old Mate Ahead is struggling. Let's go after him.
1: <laughs> it's probably the only good news he had had all weekend too, because Hartley had a bit of a rough weekend.
0: Well, Hartley uh, almost wasn't going to be at this race.
1: Well, the rumours are circling, aren't they? The rumours circling he might not be at China, or oh, not uh, China, where we Canada, Canada. Yeah, yeah. The, and I honestly, I think you could see it in him too. He looks like, Dejected. yeah, like his days have been sort of numbered or cut. Um, so let him finish the season. He's not performing. I honestly don't. I'd love for him because he's a New Zealander and whatnot, and we, you know, the Anzac spirit for him to be there, but. I just don't think he's performing well enough. He doesn't. Oh, come
0: on, we can get rid of Ericsson if we're going on performance. Oh
1: well, I yeah, I'd vote for that three years ago. But um, yeah, just he he. It's hard, yeah. You know, he's got just... Gasly doing such a good job; is not making him look good.
0: Yeah, I know. I just think there should be like. A Formula but then again, One you go gr- like, like if that they're yeah. your drivers you race this year, unless they're like. Medically unable to drive, <laughs> you have to drive the whole season.
1: But then again, if you go by what I'm saying, I suppose Bottas has had a, a couple of strong races this year. But if you go by what I'm saying, last year Bottas should have been gone mid-season. Yeah. After he after he had his mid-season slump, after that mm. he should have been just. Oh, we're getting a different driver in.
0: That was a huge crash. That it was. took out the. I'm surprised it didn't take out the entire rear wing of Hartley's car.
1: Yeah, it was. Hanging on by the slightest, slightest little... Sli-
0: <laughs> carbon fiber strong, mate. You only need an inch of it to hold that whole rear wing on. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Scary crash as well. Obviously, Leclerc had come out of the tunnel and his left-hand front brake completely failed. You see, he just put his foot down
0: nothing Poof! happened.
1: And all that black smoke come yeah. out of that. I I guess the disc, disc exploded. He did a
0: good job to move out. You can see Leclerc actually moves to the right to sort yeah. of hug the outside Amco to try and be like... Please have a car with down
1: here. Yeah, you fly down this into unfortunately, and you can see him like he even hits the wall before he hits um, Hartley, the back of Hartley's car, trying to avoid him. But mm. it's obviously going into a. Did you hear him space.
0: after in the in the paddock at the end, where he's like, "Oh, I'm a little sorry for Hartley, but nothing I could do. Not my fault."
1: Yeah. Okay. No. I'd be like,
0: I'd be like, yeah, no, a bit more. You know,
1: I'd, you'd feel
0: a little sorry for him, wouldn't you? A bit more than just be like,
1: no, oh, well. I guess I it's out I of his control, do. yeah. It's out of his control. I think he was actually a little bit upset with the team. Um, yeah, he
0: did say something like, shouldn't we do brake checks before? But anyway, we I had no brakes. I couldn't do anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. So he'd been complaining to the team for a couple of laps about his brake pedal was starting to do weird things. Yeah, it was, it was getting very long, he was saying. Yeah, and he said like some corners he'd go for it and it, it wouldn't be long and the next corner he'd go for it and it'd be long. So he said there was something weird going on with it, and then kaboom.
0: As a, as a driver, what would you do in those situations? Just hold on. It's hard. On it's hope? hard.
1: You, yeah. You, you, I'm sure they quite often have a quite long pedal and stuff like that. They, they're trying to drive around a problem Especially to finish. Especially what? That was like lap 72. Lap,
0: lap 70. Yeah.
1: So very late in the race. So You're you only got eight more, more laps.
0: End. You'd just be like, I just hope I You'd guess you'd just break early.
1: Yeah. You'd, yeah. You'd probably leave yourself a little bit more room. Uh, for margin, but unfortunately in a street track, there's not much room anyway. Whether you leave yourself an extra 5 metres, 10 metres in braking area at the end of the longer straights, mm. it's, you're still going to hit the wall at a very high speed. After that... We had a... I've, was it virtual a virtual safety it was car? It a virtual yes, safety
0: yeah. car. Do you have any notes on the virtual safety car? Because my next note is Ricardo Wins.
1: Uh, Well, my notes after the virtual safety car were... Um the all the cars were struggling on their their tires basically after the the virtual safety car stopped Yep. And uh had a bit of trub- trouble warming the tires back up and Ricardo's Red Bull turned them on a little bit faster than everyone else and he managed to pull a, a decent That's amount of gap. 7
0: second gap.
1: Um Vettel was actually complaining about he thinks something went wrong with the virtual safety car with his car. He said his tires weren't as bad as some of the others. And he said he doesn't see how he could have got a five-second gap in so quickly. Uh, He said it it really the car didn't feel that bad. He said, I feel like maybe my virtual safety car thing on my screen didn't turn off when it was supposed to turn off. Now,
0: have you ever seen Chain Bear F1 on YouTube? No. Now, I'm going to link him in the show notes because he does great videos of... Formula One stuff. Now this virtual safety car video, it's six six and a half minutes. If you've got six and a half minutes spare, go chuck it on. It gives you a great rundown of how the safety car actually works. Now I'm gonna d- destroy this and make a really bad explanation. Which if you really <laughs> really I should just play this for the next six and a half minutes, but I would rather you go watch his video than yeah. um me playing it through that. But so the team basically given a like a delta lap. So they just basically says, you know, say around Albert Park you do one minute eighteens for just for argument's sake. Yep. They go for safety car happens. We say you should be doing one minute twenties. And then yeah, or thirties or more. Yeah, or whatever, to a, yeah. a small drop down. Now you've got the each Marshall marker. So, every, I think it's only like 150 meters or something for each marshal. Yeah, mark, yeah. Each flag point yeah, is yeah, that we yep. 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 Sorry. So, you've got to drop below the delta time once in each flag point, is how they say you've kept below the car. And it was actually a really interesting thing. So, you can actually go faster than it, but at one point you have to slow down below the delta time. you hear a little boop and you know you're under it and you can get off to the next um, flag point and do that. Yeah, okay. But it was just, like, I know my explaining of that is nowhere. Everyone's going to be like, I don't understand how that works. So go watch Chain Bear F1 on you YouTube. You might have I'll, to add that on Facebook or link in the show it. notes. I'll link it. I'll show it in the show notes. He does some great videos. He's got virtual safety car. Um, he's got the aero rules. He's got the art of defensive driving. He's got how to overtake. He talks about the weight distributions of the cars. He It's just a really well-made Easy explained videos, which I wanted to tell it, I'd tell people about this for a long time, but I just kept forgetting, and now I remember to bring it up because of the virtual safety car.
1: Chain bear F one, check it out.
0: Podium interviews. Do you wish I'd go back to them, or do you like this? As soon as they're out of the car, let's try and talk to them where they don't even get a chance. Po- I
1: prefer podium. Yeah, like when you, you know. It's so like, awkward. But they're trying to stick a freaking camera and a microphone under some. Sometimes poor they haven't even got
0: hat. their hel- helmet off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's F1's so it pushing the parcel really to, yeah, and at the moment with all of this extra stuff they're starting to pile on. I know it's, some of it's working, some of it isn't, and I'm sure they'll weed, weed out the stuff that isn't, or they'll, they'll streamline it to make it work better. But there's so much, like, they're qualifying and stuff like that. We'll get them to stop on the track. Oh, hang on a second, that person's sitting in pit lane. One of the drivers won't be here. The guy that got pole won't be here. Yeah. You know? Like stuff like that. I know they're trying to get more and more content and whatnot, but they've got to work out a way that it actually works. Get them all in pit lane, then do the the interview. Like I know they want to try and do more in front of the fans, but it's just some of it's it's hitting and missing do a you lot. Know what
0: I miss on the TV coverage?
1: No, tell me. Press
0: about conference,
1: post race yeah, press I, conference. Honestly, I always look forward to I watching it on my phone. I like
0: to. I'd like to watch the podium interviews. Right, I like that the little bit unofficial, ah, this is what I'm saying. We can have a joke in front of the fans. Yay. Thank you. You know, well done. But I want to be able to watch the post press conference.
1: After the race.
0: I liked it when it was on TV. It's not on anymore.
1: And it's not the easiest stuff to find in the world either. You got to look look for it. Um, and I agree. I agree. And I also like, now they've done it a couple of times, but they don't do it mainstream. And I understand why the drivers probably don't want it done is the, um, uh, driver's briefings. It's really interesting that in-depth stuff you find out about what the tri- drivers are complaining about on the every track. Every now and
0: then they make a video the, on YouTube.
1: Yeah, they only do them sort of every now and then. It's pretty rare now. Um, they did a couple last year, I think it was. Um, but, yeah, the driver's briefings. It's, it is cool to see what they're saying. and Oh, they'll bring up what happened last race and why why wasn't that a penalty or... Why is this a penalty and wasn't before and stuff like that? And it's interesting to hear the actual driver's point of view on what's happening. I mean, if we're
0: going that far, I want to hear what the driver's standard observer and stuff like that says during the race. That'd be interesting, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, that would. That would. It'd be dangerous.
0: (laughs) Maybe just have a transcript. Yeah, that would be cool. Just to see what they say. Like, ah, this bloke, bloody at it again. Max is into the war. Fuck him, Mike. You can have a 20-second stop-and-go penalty. It's, it's, right.
1: it's like team radios as well. Mm. Sometimes I wish I could listen to them all, but uh, there's enough uh, time and day to listen to them all. They'd be all talking at once. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, once the podium actually happens, right, what is the number one rule on the Mon- uh, the Monaco Grand Prix podium? Ah, uh, yes. Do not spray, Do not spray the, the royal family. Yes. What <laughs> did Sebastian Vettel do uh, about five minutes afterwards? Uh,
1: let me think. He did not give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He unloaded. <laughs> yeah, he did. He unloaded on the royal family and sprayed them. Yes, he did. It It was... Uh, uh, Look, it was a festive, and they all seemed to take it. They did. on the chin. Now, I actually <laughs> think
0: that Daniel Ricciardo should be reprimanded for ignoring team orders.
1: He did. I, I reckon Christian will definitely have a chat with him about it. It might be a maybe a pay deduction. He got for the told.
0: Race. I heard on TV. Give Prince Albert a shoey. Yeah.
1: He got warned apparently as he went up towards the uh the the podium area to. Definitely do not try and give the prince a shoey. <laughs>
0: but you'd think out of everyone to give a shoey, You're like, I'm giving a royal a shoe-y.
1: I know. It would have been epic. But Daniel did choose the fact that he maybe lives in the city, that maybe yeah, he should not all of a sudden luck.
0: the law might change and the only person that needs to pay tax in Monaco <laughs> is Daniel <and> Ricardo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. Well, he did offer them some champagne. He did. Now he the did. prince, the prince Albert... Took it, took a good drink, had a good laugh. He he was loving it. His wife, uh, it is his wife, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is his wife. Princess Sh- Charlotte, Charlene. I don't She's
1: know. She's a princess. You should ask my wife. She would know. But anyway, I don't
0: know. She Princesses don't drink out of the bottles of the giant champagne. Like They don't drink out of giant champagne bottles. <laughs> she did not look super happy. She did it for the cameras. <laughs> she did. One, she actually is apparently not drinking alcohol at the moment, so for her to go, oh, all right. And when you watch it, she didn't drink any of that. Yeah, she pretended. She probably. closed. She closed lip. Drink that. She yeah. Went, yeah. Yeah, she did ah. it. Oh yes, Remember happy, happy, it happy. Funny. Everyone's like, yes, well done. Everyone had a good laugh. It was. It was a good podium. Um, Adrian Yui got in with the shoeys.
1: Yep. He didn't look overly happy about it, but he did it anyway. <laughs> Screw it. Adrian,
0: Adrian knew he doesn't look happy half the time, though.
1: <laughs> I think they they were all gobsmacked by the win. And I think that's the thing we're going to take away from the weekend from the F1, was just how unbelievable it was. Like, you were right. You
0: called it. You get the point for this what you said. I hope Daniel Ricciardo Ricardo wins and gets offers officers, officers just flying in. And I said, if that happens, I ain't even mad. And so for that, you get one point. That is correct. I get zero points, even though I came second.
1: I know. It was a good call, but wasn't it? We were debating whether the Ferraris or the Red Bulls Mm -hmm. were going to win here, uh, even with Mercedes being dominant lately, and um, we were correct. Mm. So, you know, one one Mercedes driver on the podium, one Ferrari, and one Red Bull. Now, we talked
0: quickly before we jump onto supercar. We don't even get to jump onto supercars. I was so happy when I got home. I was like, yes, the next episode we get to record is the Hidden Valley one. No, we got nah. one more race. <laughs> so we were talking last week about how we wanted to go to Monaco. And I was like, can't afford it. Now, you and your wife actually did a little bit of Googling.
1: Uh, you, well, Jess has been looking at it ever since um, our honeymoon. She's talked about the Honeymoon, years. they went
0: to the Singapore Grand Prix,
1: by the way. Oh, we did other stuff too. But yes, we did do that. It that's, was good. Uh, that's all he talks about. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's true. And it was, anyway. Didn't you
0: go to Thailand as well? Yeah, we went to See, Phuket. that didn't get mentioned.
1: We went to Phuket. We stayed in all these fancy resorts and stuff. It was amazing. Don't get food poisoning while you're on your honeymoon. It's not very romantic. <laughs> anyway. Nothing more romantic than oh my god! <laughs> yes, yes. Anyway, we don't need to talk about that end of the <laughs> that end. Um, but we've been looking at different Grand Prix we could go to in Europe and and whatnot, and um, just come across you can do these uh, cruise ship tours, Formula One cruise ship tours, and one of them is you can go to Monaco. On a cruise ship. It has
0: 17 days.
1: 17 days. They cruise around the whole area of France and all that. They give you tickets to the Grand Prix for grandstands. Uh, flights from Sydney and connecting flights to get you to the, the thing. And food is all uh, catered for. Ten grand for seventeen days. It's not a bad. That's not go, a bad gig. Yeah. I, yeah. I
0: chucked on the extra thousand dollars to get to Sydney from Darwin. <laughs> it's not wrong. Um, I'm not wrong. <laughs> even though we're closer to Monaco, <laughs> so we should take off a thousand. But we have got to fly three thousand k's in the wrong direction first. Yes, it's, to fly this is
1: very true. Twelve thousand in the right direction. I don't even know where the cruise ship leaves from, to be honest. Probably South France. Yeah, but it, it's That's it's not doable. a bad
0: gig. A nice... Uh, my parents did a river cruise during, through Europe and actually went up through a little bit of Europe and went to Russia and did that. And they yeah. loved it. Yeah. So Save yeah. for all you old people.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, you're the oldest here now. Remember, <laughs>
0: you're you're married up, got child, family. <laughs> yeah, well, I may tr- be older, but I don't act it.
1: Yeah, uh, I don't know. I <laughs> I can battle you out there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's jump
1: quickly over into China. China? You keep calling I it. I keep China.
0: calling it China. It starts with a C. <laughs> Canada. Let's call, it,
1: let's call it the Montreal. The Montreal Grand, or Grand Prix. Circuit de Villeneuve.
0: Well, the good thing about the I was about to say charter again. The good thing about <laughs> the Canadian Grand Prix is it falls on Queen's birthday li- weekend up here. A long
1: weekend, yes.
0: Not in WA, not anywhere else in the world. It's not even the Queen's real birthday. It's just the day we celebrate it.
1: In the Northern Territory. We don't even celebrate it. I just no, do not work. No, that's a day off. Yeah. Who cares about the Queen? <laughs> well, a lot of people. There's a big wedding that just went on or something anyway.
0: The... You- the yeah. only t- only footage I've seen from that is bad lip reading. <laughs> oh YouTube. no, it's
1: hilarious. <laughs> anyway,
0: um who's your tip for my the Montreal
1: Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Uh ooh, we're getting back to maybe a Mercedes circuit. I know, again. right, I want to go Hamilton. You know you know that um you can, you can go Hamilton. You know Christian Horner actually come out and said that they could possibly win Montreal. That's how happy they are with the new car set up and stuff they've got. They said that this won't be just a standout win. And they said this championship is not off the table yet.
0: You reckon? You mean
1: I could change to Ricardo? You could if you want to.
0: Now I'm going with my heart, <laughs> not my head. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with my Sebastian. My head
1: says Hamilton. I'm going to go with Sebastian. Okay. So neither of us are going to go Ricardo for the next round. But... Fingers crossed he gets up on the podium and gets I a win. Alright. We'll, well you can that. go you can go Daniel if you want to. So I'm not going Daniel. So you got every right to go Daniel. Oh my god. He he's pulled out a coin. Yeah, so All, heads, right. All right.
0: Gonna, heads is gonna be Ricardo. Tails okay. will be Hamilton. Alright, let's see what it is. Tails. Yeah, Hamilton. Tails.
1: I'm going Hamilton. All right. Good coin. <laughs> 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 well, you don't know yet. You don't know yet. It could
0: No, but the 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 coin didn't get emotions in check. That it didn't yeah, have to true, worry about true. emotions.
1: It's true. Um no points for our um first retirement. What will be interesting so we haven't covered any of this yet actually and which could actually bring Daniel a bit more into the game here. What? <laughs> You're like, "What? Don't what? make me change it." What is it, it done? Well, so so, Canada is where Renault and um, Honda getting a big upgrade, are aren't they? bringing big upgrades. So, this is where the the race cha- for the championship is going to get a bit more interesting. Renault has said that it's not mainly a performance. They said it's more a reliability upgrade, but it could well and truly be a um, bit more of a performance upgrade for them. And they've not been that far off in other races so far this year. So it's possible every possibility that Red Bull could actually be a an, a, a a race winning outfit now.
0: I I, bel- I hope that. I just wrote here Michael's pick Hamilton, but Hart says Ricardo. It's so true.
1: It's so true, and I, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. I'm hoping Ricardo will win, but I think it's gonna be uh, Sebastian. Um. So. In years past, it's a, it's a downforce sort of. You need to have a efficient downforce at at Canada.
0: But then also, like Ricardo won his first race at Canada. He did,
1: he did. But so he like he he was good at he's good at stealing races. This you know this is the first dominant race. dominant race where he just bitch slapped everyone in the position. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's the first race he's ever won from inside the top three qualifying. I think. Yeah, I
0: know. It
1: was it's crazy.
0: It was a seven great, wins or whatever. It was a great race. This is seven wins. Um, I'm going to wrap you up there, mate. Okay. We're done. All right. We are dusted.
1: No more little tiddly bits. No more
0: little tiddly bits. We are on. We've got our tips in. Uh, we've got a whiteboard to install. better get the, you know, put the tender out, see who's going to win the job to drill four holes in the wall.
1: It's true. It's true.
0: You know, tender process take a while. <laughs> Yeah. Out there, include install this projector. Anyway, <laughs> we got to go. This is us done and dusted. Thank you very much for joining us. If you have anything you want to add or want to say to us, you can email us at breakinglate at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash breakinglate. You can go to our website, which is breakinglate.com. That is us. We'll good. be back not next week, but the week after when we will be
1: back from Canada. That's true.
0: It's true. Should be good. It's a Monday night, Monday morning episode. Yeah, well, will be. Well, Monday morning race.
1: Yeah, it will be a, a late, early, a late night, early morning race. But like I said, we got the
0: public holiday on the Monday. So thank you, Liz.
1: <laughs> Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> just call her Liz. We're on the first name basis. Yeah, it's true, true. Happy birthday, Liz. No. Anyway, we'll see you guys later. Bye.
1: Take care, bye.